You are listening to a special edition of the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast. Our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed, is preaching a series of messages entitled Feast Days of the Nation of Israel. It is our prayer that these live recordings will be a blessing and an encouragement to you, our radio listeners. So that's why he says that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. (laughs) Well, if you go to Israel, one of the first places they want you to go, they they want to take you up to the upper room. The same upper room where they met, not soon after this, at Pentecost. You know why the upper room is so special? The, even, even the Jewish people don't get it. They put, this is so amazing to me. That's why I believe that the early Hebrew Christians had a lot of influence on a lot of things. Like I believe they had a lot of influence on the modern day Passover with the matzah bread and the, and the afikomen and all that. The, the, there's, the Jews have no explanation for it, legitimately. I believe the Hebrew Christians put that in there in the early days. They met in that upper room. That upper room was very special uh, to the disciples. We know there's about 120 up in the upper room there at Pentecost, right? Amen, amen. But if you go to Israel, they'll take you to the upper room. And the upper room wouldn't be so uh, significant if there wasn't something very important in the upper room. You know what's up there in the upper room now? David's sepulcher, all right? I mean, they have a whole thing that, that, you know, basically they took out of the actual, uh, you know, actual where they had buried him, and they have basically a casket. But it's right there. They call that David's sepulcher. Now, wouldn't that be amazing? (laughs) Wouldn't that be amazing that the very upper room is where David's body was actually laid? And I wouldn't have any doubt that that is true, because the Jews themselves believe that's where it is. Come on, give me an amen. Almost like a testimony to the fact that Jesus resurrected, but David still hasn't resurrected, right? Y'all follow me? I hope y'all are. So, why am I bringing all that up? I'm bringing it all up because uh, on, on this candlestick, I don't know if I, I, I probably mentioned it to you, maybe I didn't, but on the top of this candlestick, uh, the real one in the tabernacle, the, these, uh, where the oil goes in, they're in the shape of almond shells. I don't know if you remember that. Now, the almond tree is, uh, is considered a fruit tree in Israel. And it's the first tree that blossoms with, with, with fruit, <laughs> the almonds. You see that? So this is a type of Christ as the first fruits, okay? So the fact of the matter is, the reason I'm bringing all this up is that Christ is the first fruits, and David and Daniel and all the other Old Testament saints, well... I'm sorry, they're not that I think they have any regrets, but they're not going to be part of the harvest. Who do you think is part of the harvest? Here's the thing, beloved, this is how we get into Pentecost. The church is part of the harvest. Jesus Christ is coming back not for Israel. He's coming back for the church. You're a born-again believer. You are, you are a member of the church. And therefore, we are the harvest. You see that? We're the harvest. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming back for his bride. Amen. How many brides does Jesus have? One bride. 
How many wives does he have? One wife. Come on now. Come on now. Now, at the, uh, at the end of tribulation period, of course, Israel is going to get saved in one day, right? It'll be, it'll be glorious. It'll be glorious. And the old devil will be put in the bombless pit. Won't that be a joyous time? That'll be, that'll be, that'll be the, uh, joy, the, the, one of the greatest joyous times ever in the history of the, of the world. So the devil's going to shut up. He's going to be shut up for that old troublemaker. Amen? He won't be able to menace us for a thousand years. Glory to God. Daniel, David, right? The Old Testament saints, they're going to come out of the grave. Amen. And that's called the gleanings. Because here's the question I have to a lot of people. They cannot answer unless you understand it like I'm preaching it here. The Bible says that John the Baptist was a friend of the bridegroom. Now, John the Baptist is a type of the nation of Israel. My question is, how is the nation of Israel going to get up there at the marriage supper of the Lamb? At the marriage supper of the Lamb, it's not, not going to just be the bride. It's going to be the friend of the bridegroom is going to be up there, right? The friend of the bridegroom. That's talking about a wedding, amen? And Israel's going to be up there, but not all Israel's going to be up there. Only the ones that have a glorified body. Are you hearing me now? Those are the ones that are dead and been buried, and then they are going to resurrect uh, like another rapture, I guess, and they will be there at the marriage supper of the Lamb, Revelation chapter 19. <laughs> Isn't that good? We'll have a great wedding feast. And it does say that it's uh, the supper of the Lamb, not of the wine. Come on, give me an amen. There won't be no pig up there. As far as I know, there won't be no, there'll be no ham up there. Sorry to disappoint my Gentile brothers. You are listening to a series of messages preached by Dr. Freed entitled Feast Days of Israel. If you would like to have a copy of this series in its entirety, you may call us at 844-644-4426. Now, if you're calling to receive this free MP3 CD, or if you have questions about who Israel's true Messiah is, that number, once again, is 844-644-4426. Or you can go to our website, www.hopeofisrael.net. There, you can find archives of each broadcast and an in-depth list of over 150 prophecies that the Lord Jesus fulfilled in the Holy Scriptures. That web address is www.hopeofisrael.net. And now, here is the remainder of today's broadcast. Christ the firstfruits, the church which was born again at Pentecost. Jesus is coming back for the born-again church. You know, there was a church in the wilderness. He's not coming back for the church in the wilderness. The church in the wilderness was the Jews. But the born-again church happened at Pentecost. And we'll get into that a little bit uh, later, um, tomorrow, Lord willing. I'm going to give you a couple verses to kind of chew on as we consider this. 
had this, the first fruits. Uh, then after 50 days from, from the first fruits, we have Pentecost. Pentecost means 50. So 50 days have transpired. We have the first three feasts, Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the first fruits, they're all in the first month. And then when the third month comes along, we have Pentecost. You got that? First four feasts. And at Pentecost, something miraculous happens that never happened before. Never, never happened before. A miracle has happened. Now, it is true that the Lord Jesus did a lot of miraculous things with his disciples. And I had a discussion with one of our dear brothers. He means well. And, uh, and I, you, have, you have to love each other when it comes to certain things. And uh, he says, well, didn't the Lord uh, blow on the disciples and gave them the Holy Ghost? Well, sure. Well, he also blew on David and gave him the Holy Ghost. But the difference between that and Pentecost is a big difference. The big difference is that the Holy Ghost baptized them. Right? They were baptized with the Holy Ghost. And that did not happen until Pentecost because that's what the Bible said would happen and it did happen. So something happened at Pentecost that never happened before. And the Bible said they would be baptized by the Holy Ghost and by fire. For the Bible said there in Acts chapter 1 verse 5, you're familiar with this, for John truly baptized with water. See, there's always a symbol of a physical, always in the Bible, all right? Water baptism is symbolic of a spiritual event, got it? Communion is symbolic of a spiritual event. Baptism by water is a symbol of a spiritual event. And in this one verse, we have a spiritual, we have a physical. One is spiritual. Baptism of the Holy Ghost. One is physical, actually water. Where he says here, John truly baptized with water. That's, that's physical. And then he says, with a semicolon, which is important. It's a separation. But ye, so it's never happened yet. Never happened. But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. Okay, you got it now? Is it that complicated, ladies and gentlemen, that they were baptized with the Holy Ghost? So when they were baptized with the Holy Ghost, for the first time in history, Jews and Gentiles were put into the same body. And they were put into the same body, and the difference was, before Calvary, the Holy Ghost could go and come as He pleases. but Pentecost meant they were sealed by the Holy Ghost and they were placed into the body of Christ. You don't see that. That is spiritual. What is the symbol of that which is spiritual? Baptism by water. That's Pentecost. You got it? Passover, Calvary. Feast of unleavened bread, the broken body of our Savior. We partake, we get saved, we live a life of separation. That leads into the resurrection, the first fruits, and then Pentecost. We actually become members of the body of Christ. Is that not exciting? Come on now. I, I don't know. You realize how exciting that is? Look, 
it, it, was, it was exciting to me when I found out that it, Christ was in me, Christ in me, the hope of glory. I was excited when I found out that I'm now the temple of God. But, but that, isn't that interesting? Not only am I the temple of God, but I'm in him. I mean, he's in me and I'm in him. It's beautiful, isn't it? Heavenly Father, we thank you now for the good word of God that's been broken to us. And I pray now, Father, that we'll ever appreciate all that's been done on our behalf. Dear Heavenly Father, if there's an unsaved person here tonight that's never been truly born again, I pray tonight you'll save them. May they know the blessing of eternal life and their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life forever. For Jesus' sake, amen. Thank you. You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. And we pray that today's program has been an encouragement to you. If it has, please contact us and let us know you're listening. If you are of Jewish descent and would like to know more about the new covenant prophesied in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, or maybe you're curious as to why true Bible-believing Christians have always supported Israel, please contact us. As a token of our love and appreciation, we would like to give you a beautifully bound Hebrew-English new covenant referred to as the New Testament. This Prophecy Edition Bible will be a great addition to your library and it will help you understand why those who believe in Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ, have always loved, supported, and prayed for Israel. Now if you're writing to let us know you're listening or if you're requesting one of these beautiful Hebrew-English New Covenants, you may do so by going to our website, www.hopeofisrael.net. That's hopeofisrael.net. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia. 30127. Once again, that's P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. 